Comic Spot, before I let you talk, this was created, Comic Spot, because I'm like Gladys Kravitz on Bewitched. I'm nosy. I want to know you're okay. I want people to get to know you. Like, I'm, I'm a nosy, half-Jewish lady. Right. I started Comic Spot because I'm an army veteran and I'm gangster. <laughs> throw it up. Throw it up. <laughs> I don't know what I am. I just know that you know, I want people to get to know comics because you do have a voice and you are too essential. And my people want to get to know you off stage, behind the mask. Right. Talk to us. Who are you? Oh, my name is DC. My name is DC Irvin. I am a comedian, stand-up comedian first. Then I do all those uh, social media videos and stuff. That's that comes secondary. I'm originally from the Bay Area little city called Vallejo, California, Solano County, and um, started off in on the San Francisco comedy scene. That's where I started off, San, San Francisco, Sacramento. And then about three years into doing comedy, I, I took the leap and moved to Los Angeles. Yes, and you've been on Stars, MTV, you've been in movies, you've got a filmography on IMDb. Right. <laughs> you've been with Nipsey Hussle. You've been you've done comedy out there everywhere with everybody. You've got more videos than Cardiac and Shake has liver right. pills. <laughs> Nobody knows what that is anymore. All right. So talk to me about when you were little, how did you find out you're funny? Who pushed you onto the stage? Why'd you do it? How's it been going? I mean, it, Lord Almighty. Right. It's, I mean it's been going it's been going great so far. Uh and I, I had like a weird comedy, uh, uh, like I wasn't like a, a class clown or anything like that. But whenever I did say something funny, like in elementary school, I did like the reaction I got from like my peers. And so I don't know if that was like, oh, this is my calling or whatever the case is. But I do know that the feeling of making people around me laugh did feel good because I didn't hop in. I didn't start doing stand up to around when I was uh, 23 years old. So okay. I don't think, it, and, and you know, my dad did comedy too. That's the weird thing about it. My father was a comedian and I didn't think, I didn't even think twice about doing comedy. I just thought that was something that he did, you know? What was but that like growing up with a dad who did comedy? Did you like really appreciate it or was it just a day job for him and no big deal? No big deal. It was weird. Cause it was like, when I would say it to my friends, they'd be like, what's your dad doing? I'd be like, oh, he's a comedian. They'd be like, Really? Like, you know, and me, I was just like, oh, this is what he does. It was nothing. It was it was nothing special to me. But now that I look back on it, it was very special. I would yeah. be going to some of his shows when I was like nine years old, sitting in the back, listening, hearing stuff I probably shouldn't have been hearing at that age. Yeah. <laughs> Two oh drink minimum. They didn't have milk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you got up on stage at one point the very first time. How nervous was you? Were you who helped you? Who's been helping you? You know, who do you want to give a shout out to? Oh, very shout out to my dad, David Irvin, uh, DC Irvin Senior. He's helped. He's helped me before. I mean, when when I even thought about doing comedy, that's when he was like, "Okay, I'll 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 lend my helping hand to you." So my dad really helped me a lot. And was I nervous? Yeah, I was. I was a. Uh, I wouldn't say nervous, but just like, like jittery, like the unknown. 
but once once I get up there, it's either, you know, it's like once I got up there, it was like sink or swim, you know, like I have to figure this out or else I'm not going to figure it out. <laughs> yes. So what's been a high point in your comedy to you? You know, like, and what's some lesson you learned you never thought you were going to learn? Just high point for me would probably just be all the traveling. Like, and it, honestly, to be honest, probably one of the high points for me was when we went, when I uh, um, entertained the troops, went over to Japan and entertained the troops. And I was, uh, I'm not just saying that because you're military. <laughs> I, I really had a lot of fun uh, just talking to the, to the kids because they were a lot, they were really young, talking to the kids that are, that are uh, risking their lives and protecting us. And yeah. just giving them, you know, uh, joy for the small time that I was there. I was only there for like a week. And it was just, they treated me so well. Yeah. Yeah. What's, a, what's something that a military person said to you you'll never forget? Uh, what did he say? Stop watching cable. <laughs> <laughs> he said, stop watching cable. Well, you don't need all those channels. I think they, I think they were watching something that's called AFN Network or whatever. Armed Forces Network. Like, right. And he was just like, you, you, a lot of that stuff you guys are watching is poison. And then I, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't sink in until I got back home and turned on the TV. And I was like, this shit is poison. Excuse my French. A lot of this no. stuff is poison. You yes. know, and I'll, ne I'll never forget that. Oh, that's so cool. Right. So um, I was in the military. And then now I go and make veterans laugh wherever I can at my level, you know, uh -huh. like me myself i'll walk into a va hospital and say where are they at let me add them i'm gonna make them <laughs> i know you got them in here right <laughs> they're like just don't trigger them right I'm like, I'm like why are we calling it triggering don't you want to rethink that word so i've been making veterans laugh and it's so much fun that i decided to say that uh every time i make a military person laugh I find a brand new GI spot. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> Thank you for your service to me. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so you were on Last Comic Standing, and so uh -huh. many people today want to know, oh, how'd you do it? It was hard work, right? You and right, you yeah. got to a point where they would even accept your submission, right? It, it was like... Uh... I had to do three auditions. The funny part is I was living, I couldn't get an audition in LA. So I had to fly back home to San Francisco to get an audition there. And that's where I got, that's where I got picked uh, to do it at. And then after you, after I got picked there, I had to come back to LA to uh, audition in front of uh, Wanda Sykes. I believe it was uh, another page, Courage or whatever. And so it was like a lot of back and forth just to get on the show. How did you feel that it went? Was it like the most amazing experience or was it just something like everything else? You just wanted to do a good job and get out there and figure it out. You de definitely, you definitely, uh, it went, it, 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 I think it went, I think it went well because it got me, uh, it got my, uh, it got me a different audience. It got me into like the mainstream audience to where a lot of those people were kind of paying attention to me now. And, uh, mm -hmm. but when I was doing it, it went like super fast, you know, it was like a, a blink of an eye and it was over and you got one chance to nail a joke or two jokes that you've been saying for a while but you have to nail them perfectly because nine million people are watching them this time so once you was get past of the once i got past the people at home watching i was fine it was like regular what was it like having your father 
get to see you on there. Oh, that was crazy because uh, I think I don't think he ever did anything on national TV, and so for him to see me, it it, pro- it was it was probably like a win for him too. I think he saw himself up there, and was trying to like you know puppeteer the joke. But I was like, hey, the buck stops here. This is let me. I have to work now. <laughs> oh my gosh. You just gave me what Jennifer Lopez calls body goosies. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) I think I found a new GI spot, folks. Body goosies. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a really cool story. So in having done comedy and growing, getting your roots in San Francisco and SAC, I have mad respect for any comic that is comedian that's out of Sacramento. Because when I was at Harvey's, if anybody would come through from Sacramento, I knew they were going to kill on stage. They're tough. They swing for the fences. So Uh the people in Sacramento got to see you rise and go beyond them and get to root for you. Did they come out by the droves for you? Yeah, pretty much. Well, the whole, pretty much the whole Northern California, they came out, especially around that time. So between Oakland, uh, San Francisco, Vallejo, Fairfield, Vacaville, Sacramento, a lot of I got a lot of those people to come out. So I wanted to ask a touchy-feely question here because I know your time is limited. I want to know, I'm, I've only been with you here in the green room and out here for less than 10 minutes, but I know that you were raised right. I, the first thing I said when I took a look at you and heard you talk, you're humble, you were raised right. And you haven't, you're not affected by your fame one bit. You're just a, the kind of guy that, you know, would talk to me at the bus stop. You right. Know? <laughs> and I love that. So what is it? Because I'm not about, I'm not really about everything people have accomplished in their egos. I'm about whatever you accomplished, if you're for real now, I want to know what made you for real and how do you stay in touch with that and not let fame affect you? Can you speak to that before we part ways? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think with me, it's just uh, I've always lived by treat people the way you want to be treated, but I really mean it. Like certain people, they say that, but I don't think they mean it. Like you really have to treat people how you would expect to be treated. And I'm not perfect in that aspect, but, you know, I try to like not judge people before I actually know them, you know? Yes. And you can you can go a long way if you just give everybody a chance, to be honest with you. You can go a long way in life if you just give everyone a chance to reveal who they are. Now, awesome. now how they reveal themselves will determine how they're treated, you know? Yes, absolutely. So along the way, rising up to the level you have, um, shout out to anybody who's helped you, somebody that you were on, got to share stage and get comedy tips from. Any shout outs you, you want to do? Oh, yeah. Shout out to the uh, my dad, of course. Uh, the whole, um, I'll say the whole Wayans family, uh, the Wayans camp. Uh, and and to the man above, <laughs> to God, of course. Yeah. yeah. To God. But uh, other than that, it's too many to name and people will get mad if I forget them. <laughs> yes, yes. The man above is still out there, even though sometimes it don't feel like it. He's out right. there. Right. He's always, always there. Yes. So... Where on the internet do you want more followers, more support, DC? Uh, Instagram. I, I'm tr- trying to build my Instagram and I'm trying to build my YouTube up. YouTube up. Okay. And my, my YouTube is just DC Irvin Comedy and my Instagram is the same thing, DC Irvin Comedy. You got it. 
And is there any show special coming out that you would like people to know about? Well, right now I'm currently locking myself down and I'm working on my uh, hour special right now. And so uh, when that, when I get more information about that, I'm definitely going to be, you know, contacting everybody, let them know it. Hey, it's time to watch. Will you let me know so I can be sure to tell my 14,000 people that are I almost, sure, I almost sure fans. They're almost <laughs> fans now. I sure will. Thank you so much. I appreciate oh, your fun. time. Thank you, Linda, for having me. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Love you lots. Love, love you too. Everybody.